0: I would like to give a very special uh, welcome in the Lord uh, to those of you who are just joining us You know, for the first time or you've just wandered into Prairie Hill maybe within the last couple weeks for the first time. And um, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you'll take the next step to get uh, further connected uh, with the church body. Information on how you can do that is is in the bulletin. If you didn't grab one of those on your way in, you can grab one on your way out. And... Um, one thing I'd like you to know, especially if you're relatively new, is that we typically give this time that we're in right now to expository preaching. Fancy phrase. Just means that we look at a text from the Bible, we read it together, and then uh, the sermon is focused on what God wants us to know, what God is communicating to us, um, what it means for us, how we can apply it. Um, that's what we typically do. We make about two exceptions per year. So this is a, this is a rare exception uh, to that, um, to t- take some time today just to focus um, on missions. And so we're gonna return to Luke chapter nine next Sunday, um, verses 43 to 56. So if you wanna read ahead, we'll be in uh, verses 43 to 56. We're gonna see some very distracted disciples and we're gonna see a very determined Jesus. And we're going to notice the dynamics that are in play there and how they those same dynamics are present in our lives as well. So we'll do that next Sunday, Lord willing. Today we're celebrating the reality that the triune God, the one living true God, loves all nations, all people, and has redeemed for himself people from every tongue, tribe, and nation. We're celebrating that today. Um, and our chance to proclaim that message. And it would be ironic if on the Sunday that we celebrate missions, we didn't actually say the message of missions, which is that you could never be good enough to please God. Your best efforts at being good could never satisfy him. The standard for pleasing him is too high. His standard is his own self, his own holiness. But because you can't meet that standard... In love, he sent his son who did to live out that perfect life in your place and pay the penalty required for your sins. It was very costly for God. And for you, it's a matter of looking to the cross and believing in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Jesus is the true and coming king. He's risen from the dead, and that's the message that we take to the nations. And so, um, before we get started in the, in the main message here, which is going to be largely um, on the country of Romania, I want to take a minute to honor the missionaries uh, who are among us today. We heard from Dwayne Decker, but there are other missionaries among us, and I just want to take time to honor them, and, and I'd like them to stand. So Dwayne, if you would stand, please, and Phil and Cindy Reed are here um, somewhere. I'd like them to stand. They work at the U of M with international students. Um, Kevin Brasi is here with Christian Motorcycle Association. Uh, his wife, Pam, is part of that as well. She's at home recovering from surgery. And they didn't know this. I'm gonna put them on the spot because the body of Christ is a global body of Christ. Tim, I've, Tim and Barbie Kusaro are right over here to my left. You guys stand up too. They are full-time missionaries translating the New Testament um, in Niger to um, a dialect is it Makari? is that the name of the group in the Makari language and uh, so they're translating the scriptures they just popped in for one Sunday because we know them from our time in Wisconsin so we're so honored and glad that you came on this particular Sunday so did I miss anybody else Tim thanks Tim you stand up too Tim is part of our congregation Tim is actually leaving um, this week um, to go to Africa for almost 40 days so we want to recognize Tim who else is here Gene, thank you. Gene, stand up. We want to honor Gene. Gene works locally uh, to reach politicians with um, the gospel and have that um, kingdom priority filter out um, from the highest levels of government. So thank you. I don't want to miss anybody. Say Mike. Mike is here. Mike, stand up. Mike, and actually I'd love to recognize the whole, um, the whole missions team as well. So if you're part of the missions team, I'd like you to stand. They are our vital link uh, to the missionaries who are in the field. So Sandy, thank you. And um, we've got others that are involved as well that aren't able to be here today. So let's recognize them all. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Vicky, for mentioning Wilda. Yeah, Wilda, go ahead and you stand as well. We want to recognize you. <laughs> She's retired, she wants us to know. <laughs> Thank you. Let's let's recognize them and show our appreciation. I uh, I should really know better by now than to try something like that on the spot. And so I my sincere apologies. Uh, for my failings in remembering um, everyone, okay? Okay. Our immediate goal for today is really, really small. And we're going to take a minute and just shine a spotlight on what is probably our biggest investment in missions, and that's the um, country of Romania. Um, Eastern Europe, but specifically the country of Romania. And so I've got three goals for today. Um, The first one is to simply get clarity on our investment, second one is to discuss our return on investment. And the third one is to promote participation in our investment. Okay. About three and a half weeks ago, um, I returned from a visit to Romania uh, with the former pastor of this church, Jerry Erickson. And I want to share some of those details with you along the way. And um, I just want to let you know, this is really going to be geared toward people who have no idea what's going on here. Okay. I myself really didn't know what what all these programs and things were about until I actually went over to Romania. So if you're a long-timer, if you've been around here for a long time, some of this is just going to be review, but I really thank you for bearing with us while those of us who are trying to get up to speed on what all this is, just take a few minutes to, to understand what our investment is, okay? Really thank you for that. So there's our goals for today. There are three of them. I've only got 12 slides. We've already looked at two. And here's the next one. This should be a map slide. Is that what you see in front of you there? Okay. I hope you like maps as much as I do. Um, if you don't, this one will go pretty quick. But I wanted you to see where Romania is situated uh, within Europe. You can see it's over there um, on the east uh, side of Europe. Uh, the Black Sea is right there on Romania's eastern border. And uh, Ukraine, you'll see is um, just north of Romania. And actually, Ukraine is not labeled um, on that map, but the the white part um, just to the north and to the east of Romania um, is Ukraine. So this is Romania. Bucharest is the capital. Uh, The Carpathian Mountains run through the middle of the country, uh, more or less east to west. So having that knowledge, let's try to tackle um, our first goal, okay, and just get... Get some clarity for everyone on what exactly our investment is. First of all, Prairie Hill directly supports one church in the city of Petesht, Romania. Okay? That we have a, a singular focus on this one church. It's called Living Hope or Foundation of Living Hope Church. This uh, church, which is in a city of about 160,000 people, uh, the founding pastor w- uh, was Pastor Mike Sindelar, who is now the senior pastor at Valley Free Church um, just down the road here in Chaska. And so our partnership with Living Hope began through our relationship um, with Pastor Mike. And Prairie Hill and Valley Free continue to be very involved in supporting Living Hope Church in Pitesh. All right. So that's one thing. Second thing is that Prairie Hill also, in addition to that, we also support numerous other gospel ministries in Eastern Europe through our partnership with the Minnesota Coalition for Eastern Europe. And we'll say a little bit more about that um, in a few minutes. Right now, I just wanted to make this distinction right here at the beginning, that we both support this one individual church and we support lots of other gospel ministries in Eastern Europe through our participation in the Minnesota Coalition for Eastern Europe. In addition to that, um, in Eastern Europe, um, we also, as a church, support Harold and Cindy Golden, who minister in in nearby Hungary. And uh, Jerry and I had hoped to maybe get over there on this trip, but we just um, didn't have time to do that this time around. So this is the total picture of what it looks like um, in Eastern Europe right now. For Prairie Hill. All right, does that make sense? Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's talk about Living Hope Church um, in Patesh. Got a picture up there. um, Picture you're looking at, I think you'll recognize at least two of the people. Our former pastor, Pastor Jerry, is there. I'm in that picture as well. And the other two individuals are um, the pastor of Living Hope Church and his wife. This is uh, Christy. His full name is Christian. And his wife, Kami And Christy, Pastor Christy became pastor of Living Hope when Pastor Mike Sindelar returned to the United States. And um, this has been um over 10 years ago, something like 12 or 15 years ago. Um Christy was actually on crutches the whole time we were over there. He broke his ankle playing volleyball. Isn't that? And uh that didn't keep him from picking us up at the airport. Um, Jerry and I arrived on Labor Day, September 5th, um, which actually was Pastor Christie's 45th birthday. So he and I are the same age. He, um, Even with his broken ankle, broken ankle and being on crutches, he picked us up from the airport, waited a long, long time to pick us up from the airport. Um, the airline actually lost our baggage, our checked bags, and so this created another two hours of uh, waiting, as you can imagine, while Jerry and I went through the process of of making a claim and and so forth, okay? Now, here's what I really want you to know. This, This was a relational trip. Most of our time was simply spent in their living room they were our hosts. It was simply spent in their living room or around their table with their kids, shooting Nerf basketball in their living room together, talking about our families. We talked about our extended families. Um, we heard how Christy and Kami's parents came to the Lord and what they did for a living we listened to stories about what life was like under communism. And Christy told us how being the, the oldest in his family, <coughs> it was his job to go and wait in the milk line. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so his dad could sleep he was the one who, as a boy, would get the, the bucket <clears throat> and go wait in, in line to get some milk. And he w- would wait all night, all night, out in the cold, just so his family could have milk the next day. And so his dad didn't have to wait in that line, get some sleep before work. <clears throat> we, uh, we heard about how Christie's father, in his father's younger years, um, was, uh, was a bit of a rough individual, and um, he, was, he was actually n- notorious around town. Um, not a real great guy, but then someone introduced him to Christ and his life completely changed. But the interesting thing about that is that because his dad used to live that life, there have been doors that have been opened for Christy in Patesh, in their hometown, that would not be open for him because the people he's trying to work among remember his dad. And remember what his dad was like and the kind of change that took place in his dad's life. Isn't it amazing that God can do that? Everyone who's got a, a family member that they wish was living differently right now, okay? Just just stop and take comfort from that in the big picture of what God can accomplish years later that we just don't have any idea Christy and Kami and their family rolled out the red carpet for Jerry and I. Of of course they did. I mean, because they're so gracious and they live among such a gracious people. Marcus, their youngest son, 12 years old, gave up his room for me so I could stay in his room comfortably and he moved out for the week and he taught me new jokes and he schooled me in ping pong and he gave me a run for my money in billiards and he was my rebounder playing basketball. And, um, my little friend Marcus is a, a prod, a prodigy on the piano. Um, I was sitting at the kitchen table and he was playing in the living room and I couldn't, believe the level that he was playing at and I thought I've got to go just look and see what this young man did, like how he's doing this with my own eyes and watch watch those hands move across the keyboard and I went into the living room and to my astonishment instead of sheet music on the piano he was watching a YouTube video some cartoon and playing at the same time isn't that incredible Brothers and sisters, this was a relational trip. As you know, trust and love are the result of shared time together. Just listening and talking and praying and crying and laughing and worshiping and playing. And we did all those things together. We had long car trips together and there was one time where Pastor Christie and I were the only two in the car, and we were on a long trip, about a four-hour drive, and we talked about ministry. We talked about the challenges and the joys. We talked about our shared experiences in ministry. He told me about the rationale for why Living Hope does ministry the way that they do. He talked about how at Living Hope they do not build their ministry on giving. They don't parachute into an area and just give stuff away to people. He said the problem with doing that is that once you run out of things to give, people aren't there anymore. And a lot of churches try to do that. Instead, instead of building their ministry on giving, they have built their ministry on relationship. They go to one place, and they spend lots and lots of time with the people there. They listen, they talk, they pray, they cry, they teach, they laugh, they worship, and they play. So in other words, they do give, they just give the most valuable thing that they can they give their time and their attention. And they primarily work with children from families that are very poor and live in a very poor neighborhood where sexual exploitation and prostitution is just a way of life. It's the natural path that's followed if you want to get out. And Christy and Kami actually adopted their oldest daughter um, from this neighborhood and we got to spend some time in this neighborhood. Um, They took us over there to show us this particular part of town, and as soon as we got there, Christy, even on crutches, started kicking the soccer ball with them. And when we left, he he told us, those teenagers that he was playing with, he's known them since before they were born. He knew their mom. He's known them their whole lives. And one time, one of those teenage mothers asked Christy, this was a story that Christy related to me. One of those teenage mothers from that neighborhood asked him, what's the catch? Like, when are you gonna be done here? When, when are we just not gonna see you come around anymore? And he said, you don't understand. I'm never leaving. I'm gonna die here. I'm never leaving you. What could be more Christian ministry than that? Sacrificial giving unto death. They're not going anywhere, they're there three days a week. You know, we do something once a year or maybe once a week. We think we're doing a pretty good job, don't we? Three days a week, two days on site, one day bussing kids to their church. I'm just saying they showed me what Christian ministry looks like. I I asked Christy, I said, have you ever been chased out? You know, when you start trying to pull people like out of the, the profit food chain, like where people are going to be losing money because you're pulling people out of their profitable business, you know, the business of prostitution? You ever had anyone threaten you and tell you never to come back? And he said, uh, all, all these years he's been there. He said, no, never. The Lord has protected us. And I asked him, I said, you know, it's got to be hard. I mean, if you know these kids since the time they were born, it's got to be so it's got to be so hard when a young lady who, whom you've known forever since she was four, five, six, seven, eight, when she just decides, um, I'm going to go make money. I'm going to go down a destructive path. It's really going to be bad for my life, but it's going to give me what I think I want. I, I, I said, how do you deal with that? And he said, it's heartbreaking, but we have learned that we have to let him go. And he said, very often they come back. They, they remember that we are the ones who love them. And they will come back. But we have to let them go. And it's really hard. And so we wait. These are the people that we have the honor of standing beside, you know, spiritually and financially and relationally. And it's a great honor to do that. I've got another slide here. It's a picture of the plaque that's hanging in the lobby. This is the outside of the church, actually. That's what the building looks like on the outside. This building was dedicated in May of 2003. And uh, the, the um, text is way too small, but the arrows are pointing to the names of uh, Valley Free Church and to Prairie Hill. And this hangs in their lobby, showing um, that we are supporters of their church. That's a great honor for us, okay? So the first thing that I I wanted us to get a handle on together is that we support this church in particular and uh, Pastor Christie and his wife, Kami, in their work there. Now also, in addition to that, there's this this other thing, this other organization called the Minnesota Coalition for Eastern Europe. This can be a little bit tough to get a handle on because it's a network of Churches, ministries, and individuals. It's not just churches, but it's also ministries, also individuals. The thing that everyone has in common is that everyone is invested in some kind of ministry in Eastern Europe, okay? The former Soviet bloc, so important to be in ministry there, especially post-communism when the fields were just ripe and they were reaping this huge harvest um, after communism fell. That's when the work really began, and so it's continuing now. And there's a network of churches um, in the Twin Cities that are all investing in that particular area of the world, okay? So our participation um, is in the form of um, Pastor Jerry, who's the current um, vice president of the coalition. Um, He is part of that group. Um, I have only recently become part of the group. This is the, the body that takes care of getting all that funding that comes from the Thrift Center up in Crystal, 75% um, 75% of the profits that they make there go right into missions, okay? So we got all the all these um, dollars that are coming in because people are buying things at this wonderful thrift store up in Crystal. Now, what are we gonna do with all this money? So this group of people meets together once a month to decide uh, to vet projects because all these proposals come in You know, someone in Bulgaria wants to do this. Someone in Moldova wants to do this. Someone in the Ukraine wants to do this. And so all these proposals are coming in and we are um, working through them and vetting them and asking questions and then voting um, on the disbursement of these dollars uh, to go towards these ministry initiatives. And so you can see a list there of where um, the current projects are happening. Each one of these countries has someone on the, uh, on the board that is representing the work in that country. And so they will give updates and reports and so forth. And so this is the work that the coalition does. And so we're, we're involved in this. So you could say we've got a laser focus on Romania, and then we've also got more of a shotgun approach to the rest of Eastern Europe through the, the coalition. And uh, so, while Jerry and I were in Romania, yes, we spent most of our time with Living Hope Church, Pastor Christie and his family. We also went and visited a few ministry associates who are getting funding from the coalition, okay? So these are people Christy didn't know. They're just people working in other parts of the country in Eastern Europe. And um, this is one of the partners that we visited. There's a uh, a pastor named Benny He's a pastor and a church planner um, over near uh, the Black Sea, so far eastern Romania. And um, he works mainly with gypsy families, um, very poor villages. Uh, most of them are fishing villages. And uh, most of the time, there's a very small school in town. And uh, one of their funding projects, so the Minnesota Coalition funded this project to give um, lots and lots of children in these poor villages um, a backpack and a school uniform, which they have to have, and also a copy of the New Testament. And in God's providence, Jerry and I got to be there on the day when they were handing those out. Isn't that wonderful? So like someone else did all the work and we just got all the joy because we're the ones who got to take these backpacks and the, (laughs) the uniforms and I... Some someone thought it was a good idea for me to take pairs of pants and size them on people and say, this looks about right for you, which is a horrible idea. But like, okay, you know, th- these look about right for you. Yes, for you. Okay, so there's lots of kids right now with pants that, <laughs> that don't fit, unfortunately. But the picture you saw up there was uh, one of those villages um, where the kids had just received um, their backpack and they had a, um, they were so, so so happy you'd think we just handed them a million dollars folks it was it was incredible um, but that's just an example of one of the uh, the projects that's funded by the Minnesota Coalition. You get a meet a physical need that the kids have, but also get a copy um, of the Bible into their hands. And there was food and all sorts of other things, um, of course. And so we visited some of those villages and got to meet the kids, and uh, it was just a wonderful time. So I've got a summary slide for you here, um, before we hit the last few slides pretty quickly. Um, Just so we can all get clarity um, as a church, that's really the first step, is just understand what we're doing, right? We're supporting one church in Romania, we're supporting the coalition um, and invested in lots of projects that way and then remember the Golden Family in Hungary. That's our investment in Eastern Europe in addition to um, the other ministries represented here. So... Um, this next slide, I, I just wanted to talk for a minute about our return on investment. I think it's important to keep this in mind um, as a church. We are making an investment there. Um, when we talk about a, a return and what we're getting back, we understand that ultimately the return that we're looking for really doesn't have anything to do with us, right? The return we're looking for is the, the extension of the kingdom of God for God's glory and for the joy of the people, who are coming to know Jesus Christ. That's, that's what we're really, that's the return we're hoping and praying for is gospel growth among the nations. Even so, I, I just wanted to share quickly, there are these kinds of secondary returns that we have, that we, we do receive um, a blessing and, and joy from our involvement. And I just wanted to list uh, list these three different joys that we experience as a church together as we participate in this. And the first one is, is simply the joy of obedience. Whenever we're obedient to what God would have us do, and in this case, the Great Commission, making disciples of all nations, there is joy. We have the joy of knowing as a church, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. This is good. This is something that Jesus has told us to do and we're doing it. And, and that is a wonderful and joyful thing. The second joy that we have is the joy of um, relationship with the people that we are um, partnering with and ministering to. It's, it's, a, it's a unique kind of joy in this relationship because the relationship we have with the other nations is a, is, is a little picture of the relationship within the Godhead because there is both unity and there is diversity. Our unity with the nations is that we are all centered on, on Christ. He is our unity. The diversity is that they're not the same as us in every way. They, they worship a little bit differently. They pray a little bit differently. And they, they look a little bit different. They speak a different language and they emphasize different things and they have different kinds of gifts. And so we have this um, unity within diversity that is part of uh, the relationship in the Godhead where there is unity, right? That was our question. Same substance, but there is diversity. Three different persons and the same joy that's present within the Godhead in that Diversity within unity is present in our relationship as we get to interact with believers um, that are, are not just like us, and we have this joy of relationship with them. And finally, there um, I wanted to list the joy of learning. We we Westerners, we Americans, have a wealth of resources to offer. You know, we have education, we have time, we have mobility. Um, But we do not have a monopoly on maturity or spirituality or wisdom or experience. And we have a lot to learn from the global body of Christ. And I just want you to know, I went on this trip as a a learner and as a listener. And whatever I invested in 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 terms of time and effort, I I got back a hundredfold in learning what it looks like to be a a better shepherd. And it's something that I couldn't have learned through a report. I had to see it, and I saw it. And that's the return we're hoping for on our investment in Eastern Europe. It's joy, the joy of being obedient, the joy of relationship, and, and the joy of learning. This second to last slide here is about uh, your participation in our investment. It's not just me. It's not just the missions committee. It's everyone. I've got four things here in terms of participation. Uh, First of all, you can intercede. That's something all of us can do. You can intercede and pray, especially for Living Hope Church, Pastor Christie and and his family. Um, Please do pray for them. They're in a very busy season of ministry, as you know, be, largely because of pivoting to help support the Ukrainian uh, refugees. And you know there's adrenaline at first and everything is new and you're working hard and then now they're, they're a few months into it and it starts to get more difficult. And, um, and so pray for them, pray for their endurance. Second thing you can do is you can give to the Prairie Hill Missions Fund. Maybe this is the way that God has blessed you uh, to be able to participate the Prairie Hill Missions Fund is not part of our general giving. We don't just carve out a slice from the general budget and say, here, this goes to missions. It's completely separate, okay? Now look, there's a card right here. You got one of these in your bulletin or you can pick it up on your way out. This is just an indication of um, what you plan to give uh, to Prairie Hill Missions in the coming year. It's very helpful for the missions committee um, for budgeting purposes. And so, um, if the Lord lays it on your heart, and it doesn't have to be today, but you can um, take it and pray about it and think this through, you can indicate what you would like to give toward missions. Um, you can leave it in the offering box at the back um, any Sunday. You can drop it off at the church office. You can drop it off at the welcome table. You can hand it uh, to me or any member of the missions committee. And um, that's, be, that's between you and the Lord, but some of you um, are able to give. The third way you can participate is to prepare for the possibility of going. I really, really hope that you get to go. I hope you get to meet these people. We've taken trips there before as a church to help out, uh, especially in the summer um, for camps that they host. And there will be more opportunities in in the future. And so, instead of letting that catch you off guard, you know, some year, just already be thinking and and praying. Lord, could it be that? that I might be someone that you would send over there um, to get to know them and invest in this ministry. Um, Many of you have been, and I know many of you would like to return. So intercede, give, prepare uh, to go. And um, the fourth one is um, volunteer um, at the thrift store in, in Crystal. That directly I mean that directly supports everything we've been talking about this morning. All of their um labor is volunteer labor. There's so many jobs that can be done there. Got the website there that you can visit. Um Kevin Brazi um and several others, Diana Sindelar from our congregation, have been up there and um you can ask them questions about volunteering um, if you've got some questions on that. Okay? So there's the list. That's your list of action items. Maybe you can do all of these things. Maybe you can only do one of these things. The idea is that this is a team corporate project. Let's all hold the rope in some way, whatever way you can. Just grab a portion of the rope and be willing to hold that weight and and be um, a supporter of this ministry, okay? This is a long-term, relationally focused Christ-centered investment, and it involves all of us. I can't wait um, for Pastor Christie and his wife to be able to come over here again sometime, and for Pastor Christie um, to preach the gospel um, in this pulpit and let you hear from him, maybe for the first time. Now, let's let's close this component. We're gonna have one more component. Um, we're gonna get to pray for Tim Johnson um, before he heads out to Africa, and that'll um, follow this um, final scripture reading in our, our closing song, okay? So let's just take this very end of Paul's letter to the Romans. This will be our closing meditation for Mission Sunday 2022. This is what Paul writes. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith, To the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, uh, we're amazed that you would put such a precious thing and such an important thing as the gospel message into our mouths. I just think about how important, we all know how important it is to to get the gospel right and to say things that are true of Jesus Christ and to say things that are true of the sinful hearts of mankind and we think about how eternity hangs in the balance when a person is presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ that's so important and you've entrusted it to to clay pots, to fallible people who are likely to to get lazy and get tired and just to get things wrong and to mess up and yet you've put this treasure in jars of clay (laughs) just to show how glorious you are so all the glory in this endeavor can, can come from you and all, all of the, the change, the power to change can come from you. So thank you that you've given us and made us frail people a container for the glorious gospel. Help us to let it out more. Just pry the, pry the lid off. Some of us have had the lid on for a long time. I just pray that you'd break the the jar and let the gospel shine through. Thanks for all the joy that you provide in the process. Thanks for the honor of being among full-time missionaries today. May you bless them and prosper their way. Amen.